0: Our next guests are the co hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Mm -hmm. Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's some big show. Is everybody ready? Thirsty, thirsty thirsty. Thursday. Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling.
1: 1280 The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network, it is the big show. I'm neither Gordon Monson nor Jake Scott. Uh, I'm Austin Horton, and uh, that sound you hear is either the rejoicing of my uh, compatriots or the uh, gnashing of teeth of my foes. I'm not sure which I have more of. Honestly, I've lived my life in a manner that I hope it's equal. I'm really a normal person would say, I hope it's more compatriots. But I know the truth is that it's at least, at the very least, uh, the worst case scenario. I hope that it's it's equal foes and, and compatriots. Uh, Jake off uh, for a very good reason. Gordon not so much. Congratulations to the uh, Jake g- bolted out though. <laughs> it's weird that <laughs> it's it's weird that. Uh, well, I'll say it this way: one guy has been planning to have these days off for ten months. The other guy heard about it a few weeks ago and. Split town, uh, called
2: like a you called that 12:05. <laughs> you
1: can decide who's who. Both both uh, off today, uh, and uh, Gordon will be back, I believe, Tuesday. Uh, Jake will be back when his uh, latest addition to his family allows him to. be. Whenever we got you, Jake. Yep, we got we got it. you. Uh, so uh, we we miss those guys, but it gives uh, me an opportunity to be on this side of the glass, and Lloyd is. Uh, filling the in same for me. side of the glass
2: that I'm always on,
1: but you you like that side of the glass. I do like this side of the glass. And and uh, we usually do this thing, Lloyd and I, where with COVID and everything, we can't be next next to each other right at, right at the beginning of the show. And so I'll wait till the very last absolute second to slide into that producer's booth as he's sliding out. And uh, we kind of sometimes have to log each other in and out and get things set up. So today, Lloyd you didn't have to worry about it me. It was an easy transition. Didn't have to worry about me uh, bustling you out of there. So uh, we've got Tim LaCombe is going to join me in the three o'clock hour. I'm excited to talk to one guy named Patrick Kinahan. He's a young up and comer in the business. Uh, he's gonna. He's really making a name for himself. Uh, by uh, hitting the hard news and not letting anyone off the hook, uh, and uh, he will talk to uh, talk with me about Zach Wilson's journey from high school to BYU and now apparently to the number two pick in the NFL draft, which it's like a ninety nine point nine percent probability. Uh, we've got Sarah Todd, Desert News Jazz beat writer, at five o'clock, sandwiched in there in the four o'clock hour. Sam Amick of the Athletic gives us our NBA daily assist. And Dustin Smith of QB Elite worked closely with Zach Wilson in high school and beyond. He's also the head coach at Spanish Fork uh, High School football. He'll talk to us talk to us about the uh, big day for the Wilson family as well. Want well, to remind you though that uh, Big O Tires is the sponsor of the big show. Their spring super sale is here for a limited time only. Save big on tires and service with financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Lloyd, I do drive a Subaru from time to time with a Mark Miller Subaru, but mostly my wife drives that because it's the safer of the two cars, and she typically has our child with her. I then drive this other thing that was the last line in the model that did not get all-wheel drive. And so this winter, I took advantage of Big O' Tire's winter tire sale, and that got me through a really, really rough winter. Well, when I get a car, I will be getting... (laughs) Some big O tires on there. It, you know, <laughs> I'm starting to no longer feel so bad for you about that whole thing, because we have some really great clients here on this here airwaves. Several different places you could probably ring up and get yes, a we slick deal done. That's what we're in the process of doing. Are you? Yeah. Okay. No, we're looking. The market's a little.
2: It's 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 kind of difficult right now. Yeah. If if you if you're uh, the, looking the for a used car, yeah, forget it's, it. It's uh. But the, the thing is. Uh, the people down uh, down there at LHM, they're, they're they're helping me.
1: I don't know that anyone does it better when it comes to the used inventory.
2: I, they've, I've been test driving a million things, like just, well, well, just well. checking it out. Yeah.
1: Well, well, well. Uh, what's your favorite so far?
2: Uh, thus far, I'm kind of liking, uh, we've been checking out, one, and this, by the way, this is not my car. This is Jessica's car. Wait, what's your car? So Jessica car? has oh, yeah. my car. Yeah, yeah. Jessica has my vehicle. So <laughs> the vehicle, but I'm letting her have it right now. Um, but the vehicle we're looking at, we're looking at checking out like you know the Muranos and the RAV fours. Ha-
1: so. You've you've uh, you've been a Nissan guy in the past. Yes, and yeah. I love
2: the Nissans. Yeah. Yes. But the I had my Altima that went forever, in fact, they were making fun of me yesterday because I just barely got rid of my my uh, my Altima in the spring, and it only had like just barely over like hundred and maybe hundred ten thousand miles. Took- and it's a, a two thousand five.
1: You took good care of that thing. They called
2: me a granny because I didn't drive the dang thing.
1: Oh, you just uh, commuted in it from church and back? (laughs) Yeah, mainly a commuter. (laughs) Yeah. You went to choir on Thursday nights and (laughs) watched your stories during the day. I got you.
2: Well, good luck on the— I'm going to find something. It's coming. It's going to happen.
1: Good luck on the path. But if you need snow tires in the winter, head to Big O. I just got those taken off at Big O, and they were slick in and out and done with that thing real quick, back on my way for the spring supercell as well. All right. uh, Big night for the Jazz last night. Even a bigger night tomorrow night we've got to talk about. But before we dive into the split, Lloyd— Breaking NFL news moments ago. Did you see the news about uh, Green Bay Packers quarterback? I almost said Adam Schefter. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Adam Schefter. Tweeted by Adam Schefter. (laughs) Adam Schefter reporting that uh, Aaron Rodgers has told certain people within the Green Bay organization that he does not want to be on that team anymore. As Hans uh, quote tweeted, Adam Schefter, he said,
2: looks like Green Bay's future is in jeopardy.
1: Oh, that's so dumb. That's Someone had to say it, and uh, Hans is probably one of a million that, that are going to say that. It's like my tweet a couple weeks ago that I thought was so clever, and it, literally everyone else on the internet made that same joke. I can't remember what it was about now. Oh, but it
2: was because I asked you about it. Yeah.
1: I can't remember. I thought I was so clever, but everybody else uh, thought of it. But that's good. That's good, Hans. So, you know when this was cemented, Lloyd? When they decided to kick a field goal— Instead of giving the ball, leaving the ball in the MVP's hands, the Hall of Famer's hands. Nah, we'll put it on the foot of a kicker, a soccer player who just happens to be on the team. Yeah, that was the end, I think, for Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers. So this could be good news for our guy, uh, Jordan Love, who looked like he was never
2: going to see the light of day ever.
1: Yeah, Jake. If uh, Aaron
2: was going to be there.
1: Right. Jake Scott was talking about that earlier this week. Uh, about this, well, it looks like the marriage between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is going so well that Jordan may not get on the field for some time. And I thought, well, that's yeah, not you guys, necessarily. You guys had somebody
2: on because that talked about how they might not uh, only getting some of those reps. The reps that he was going to get is not helping him at all. You had somebody on that was talking about it. And I can't remember who it was. Uh, but talking about the, uh, the oh, backup Oh, Matt reps, Williamson, I yes, think. Yeah. Getting, those, uh, getting those backup reps. It has, it's, it's, it's scout team stuff that has nothing to do with actually what Green Bay does or runs. So really, he's not learning anything about, you know, about the offense for the most part.
1: Yeah, he's, he's mimicking the upcoming right. opponent.
2: He's doing a lot of that. <laughs> and he's only occasionally getting some uh, of the other reps where he can grow.
1: Well, I will say this to the Green Bay Packers organization. They're getting what they wished for when they drafted Jordan Love. When you, when you take Jordan Love, and in, in, in that that's setting aside what I like about or have worries about about Jordan Love. When you take Jordan Love in that position that they took him, you sent the message that you thought the future was starting now and that Aaron Rodgers was on his last legs. Then you doubled down on that by kicking a field goal instead of keeping the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands. Uh, the season he won the MVP, and it's – you, you, you get what you wish for here, at Green Bay. So hopefully, because I like Jordan Love and I think his story is incredible and he's a hard worker and a talented kid, hopefully it comes to be a good situation for him there in Green Bay. It looks as though, at least according to Adam Schefter, that Jordan Love is probably going to be the guy this season for the Green Bay Packers. Lots of road between now and September. We'll see what happens. Uh, Jay Glazer... Uh, is also reporting Aaron Rodgers told the Packers he doesn't want to return as Adam Schefter said and I think it's more than a contract deal I think he's pretty strongly convicted that he does not want to go back to the Green Bay Packers and I reading the tea leaves think that that makes sense so there's your NFL breaking news but let's dive into the Utah Jazz it's time for your split story of the day
0: Two guys, two topics, two two opinions, two talk. give me two, this is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Jazz by 51, 116 to play, Hughes on the right wing, Hughes working it inside, pushes it down low to Morgan, underhand scoop to Thomas, left corner three, got it! This will be the largest victory in franchise history! Matt Thomas with the 24-3 of the night for the Jazz. They lead at 152 to 98.
1: And indeed, it turned out to be the largest victory in franchise history—a 49-point win for the Utah Jazz, 154 to 105. Yes, 154—the most points ever scored in Utah Jazz non-overtime game in the franchise's history—and also the most uh, points uh, in terms of differentials we mentioned 49 points when we were closing the big show yesterday and heading into the jazz pregame show with uh, uh jake and tim lacombe jake asked me what i thought of last night's game and what i thought was going to happen and i jokingly uh, swatted aside a line jazz by 40 tonight is what i said and i'm sad to say i was wrong it was by 49. Uh, and that was the worst prediction I've had out there since I said BYU would beat Gonzaga by 30-plus two marches ago. So, uh, we, we kind of saw an angry, frustrated, sick-of-it-all jazz team last night without their main guys. I mean, Rudy Gobert played, uh, Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neill. They, they are regular rotation guys. But really, last night, what we saw, and so was George Yang, but we saw a ton of... Sick of it, ready to prove ourselves, ready to go out there and make the best of our opportunity from guys like Matt Thomas, from guys like George Niang. Royce O'Neill had a solid evening. Joe Ingles, of course. These guys that uh, suddenly you're down Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley, you're looking around going, okay, who's going to handle the ball and for how long? And what kind of offense and system is going to get going here? And later you'll hear from Joe Ingles, uh, from the Joe Ingles show, where he confirmed that kind of before the game... Quin Snyder just rolled in and said, we're just going to shoot the lights out tonight. We're going to shoot threes. We're going to shoot nothing but threes and dunks. And we're really going to double down on that uh, philosophy and go out there and prove after a couple of uh, terrible losses to the Timberwolves that we're better and, uh, than that, than we showed in those two games. So 154-105. The bench outscored Sacramento's bench 76-50. to only to be outdone by the starters outscoring Sacramento starters 78-55. to 55. Matt Thomas, who uh, is a heck of a radio host and a wonderful play-by-play announcer, he shot lights out last night for the Utah Jazz. And I make a joke about that, of course, but Ben Anderson of KSL Sports a few weeks ago sent out what I thought was a very funny and accurate tweet when he said, Matt Thomas, uh, his legacy so far is every shot looks like it's going in but it does, or he almost makes every shot he takes or something like that, and last night, he did make every shot, (laughs) especially late in that game when the the Jazz were, uh, they had it in the bag, and they subbed in the the entire third string with like nine minutes left in the fourth quarter, and Thomas didn't miss a shot, four or four from three, six for six the rest of the way, seven for seven in the game, I believe, overall, and he had a heck of a showing, but that's, that's not really like like that's at the same time I'm kind of like that's good good for Matt Thomas wonderful that the Jazz got off the snide and, and that they destroyed a team and absolutely made their coach look like he's the the worst coach in the NBA and Luke Walton if Quinn Snyder's in the discussion for the best coach Luke Walton's certainly in the discussion for the thirtieth best coach in the league uh, and that's good and everything but Matt Thomas you're not going to see him in the playoffs and if you do then the team's really in trouble. So it was good to see him have a good game, but it's kind of like it ends there for me, for a guy like Matt Thomas. It's like, okay, you did good, great. What's coming up next? The Phoenix Suns. But let's circle back just for a moment also because there was something really unique uh, that happened last night, and that is a starting lineup that includes three overlooked or trash pile guys in George Niang getting the start, Joe Ingles, and Royce O'Neal. Of course, you know Joe Ingles' story by now. It's it's – you've probably heard it more than Matt Harpering played high school football uh, where he uh, started with the Clippers. Well, he started in Spain and and, uh, in Australia, of course, then Spain and Europe and then got to uh, here with the Clippers. And the last day of uh, preseason camp, they cut him, the Jazz picked him up, and he started that first game for the – or he played in that first game for the Utah Jazz in October of – to 2014. And since then, he's only gone on to, you know, become the franchise leader in three point makes. Uh, he's been with the Jazz ever since. And he's really did, uh, turned himself into a solid NBA guy and not not a rotation guy, not a filling guy, but a guy that he can go into a starting lineup where you're missing two All-Stars this season and make it look like you're not missing anybody, really. Now the Kings help out with that as well. George Nyang was the 50th overall pick by the Indiana Pacers. They gave him one season wherein he played 23 games and averaged four minutes in those games, and they cut him. He comes to the Utah Jazz and turns himself into a 3-and-D guy who can fill in, uh, he proved last night, he can fill in as a starter if needed. And then, of course, Royce O'Neal, who has had his troubles this season, uh, but he played solidly last night. He went undrafted. You remember the story of him coming into a free agent mini camp with the Utah Jazz and then doing a, spree, a spring spring training, a preseason training, where he lost a tooth and didn't tell anybody because he thought that they would take him out and he'd lose his opportunity to make the roster. And they picked up a tooth and said, whose tooth is this? And then he admitted it was his. I remember it was down pretty much between he and Joel Ballenboy the great rebounder and springy guy from uh, Weber State. And I thought that Joel Ballenboy fit the needs of the team better that season. But, man, they made the right choice by going with Royce O'Neal. And uh, so, anyway, last night, a unique thing where you see three trash heaps, so to speak, guys starting in a game where they score 154 points. Pretty dang cool. But where do we go from here now? What, what's next for the Utah Jazz? Because they did take care of business last night after two nights of not taking care of business against the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Suns, unfortunately, also took care of business. And over this last little stretch, they went 4-3, and I want to say, over that seven games. Uh, And a lot of people thought they'd go a lot worse than that. And they're still just a game behind the Jazz for that number one seed in the Western Conference. We'll uh, enter Friday night's showdown. Which uh, is is going to be on AT and Sports, and of course, right here as every game is on twelve eighty ninety seven five the Zone, where the Jazz head to Phoenix tomorrow for the showdown, the battle royale for the number one seed. Well, that game should be easy. Uh, it should be an easy one it to should watch.
2: Be easy. <laughs> yeah, you have no problems.
1: Just uh, check in and out, and uh, have a, have a yeah. if the if you can beat the Kings by forty nine, I'm you sure sh- the Jazz will be favored. You should you should handle the Suns by at least half that right I'm if you without <laughs> donovan
2: probably going it looks like it's probably going to be without uh, mike conley mike conley yeah so, hamstrings are tough yeah it's going to be it's going to be tough
1: but here's where i, I kind of sit on this and I've, I've, i i th- i felt this way before these injuries happened for the utah jazz but i am more solidified in my opinion on this going forward thanks to the injuries if that makes sense the number 1 seed would be cool That would be a win that would be uh, nice to have. That would be uh, something that you could remember this season by and that you would for sure have home court advantage throughout the postseason, uh, at least to start the series. Of course, you all, you know, the team wins the first game on the road and suddenly they have home court advantage. But it's something to kind of not hang your hat on, but just kind of go, yeah, we were the best Uh, team in the regular season in the Western Conference and in the NBA. So that'd be cool. I don't think that it's necessary. And I don't know just how impactful home court advantage is or isn't. I know that there's studies and there's uh, stats and there's things you can point to to argue either way on that. That it does have an impact or doesn't have an impact. The only thing I care about home court advantage is hearing this building rockin' is a fun thing to hear. Having the crowd be part of the games and part of these big moments in playoffs in the NBA playoffs is an absolute must, especially for a franchise that's a small market franchise like the Utah Jazz. But I don't know that you, by getting the number one seed, suddenly have this astronomically bigger or better chance of winning the NBA title. I don't, I don't, think, that that, I don't think that's true. I could be wrong, but I don't think it's true. So I kind of sit on the the number one seed would be cool, but if they end up with the two or, heaven forbid, the three seed, they could still have all these goals ahead of them. They could still attain them. They could still get out of the first round. They could still make it to the Western Conference semis, then to the Western Conference finals, and to the finals. They, all those goals still line up and are still available to the Utah Jazz if they don't get the number one seed. The only problem I see, the only negative I see with losing the number one seed is a mental thing. And I think this Utah Jazz uh, staff and, and roster is mentally tough enough to not fall into this trap, but if suddenly you're reeling going into the, the playoffs because no Donovan, no Mike, no fill-in-the-blank or, or whatever else might 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 come up, or get in your way, if you are quote unquote limping or reeling into that post -post postseason, and you've given up the number one seed, maybe you've fallen to three and you see these teams that are really feeling good about themselves starting the playoffs, then your mentality has to kick in and be stronger than the cards you've been dealt at the moment. And the only negative I see with losing the number one seed is if you somehow start to get down that slippery slope of sports psychology and get, get down on yourself because you saw that number one seed slip away. Other than that, I don't know that the Jazz playoff hopes absolutely hang on being the number one seed in the Western Conference. I don't know where you stand, uh, Lloyd. I'll get your thoughts on it. But I also sent out a poll last night during the postgame show, if you want to find me on Twitter, at Austin Horton. Uh, I, I asked if Jazz fans care. Where, where do they sit on the, the number one seed race? What are, their, what are your feelings? Is it an absolute must? Is it one or bust? Or are you kind of like me? It's like, oh, it would be cool, but it's not an absolute. So the choices are one seed is most important. One would be nice, not a must. Don't care about seeding at all. Or just avoid the Lakers, or you can reply with another team to fill in the blank there. Lloyd, what do you think about this chase for the number one seed? How important is it? I think I, I think it's extremely
2: important for the fact that they are so good at home. They're really good at home, and eventually to get where they're gonna they are going to they are hoping to get into the title, probably gonna need to be have some uh you know have home court advantage. I would think. I think it's extremely important, but. You can't force it. You're not going to be able to. The injuries aren't going you know, to allow it. So it doesn't really. To be honest with you, it doesn't matter what matter what fans think about it. I think about it. Whoever thinks about it, you got to get healthy because you're not going to get far anyways. Yeah if, you, if, yeah. if you don't have Donovan, you don't have Mike Conley. You're not going to get. You're not going to get very far. You might. I. I don't even know. You'll get out of the first round. I well that'll be tough that depends doesn't it Depends. It depends on who your matchup is exactly you might not get out of the first round if if your team's not healthy so health is your importance so i think it's kind of a moot point
1: i'm with you because the no the number one thing the goal the aim should be make sure that game one of the playoffs no matter what seed you are where you're playing that game or who you're playing it against you have a fully healthy utah jazz squad and if you don't then you have built-in reasons your slash best, excuses o- your best options.
2: Your best options are with, with health. Absolutely. No matter what, it'll be your best options. They could, that's, the team, that's the team that got you where you're at right
1: now. I mean, mathematically, they, I think they could still be the eighth seed. <laughs> mathematically. Actually, they could be the ninth and it be in that play-in tournament. But if, if they lost every game the rest of the regular season and ended up there but are healthy to start the playoffs, I think those goals are still attainable. I do. I don't know that it. if they're the number uh, two or three seed and suddenly don't have that home court advantage against a a team in the second round, I don't know that it necessarily decides that that's where they're going to end this season. I think that they could still win their way from not having home court advantage. But, of course, there's people like Lloyd, and I'm not saying they're wrong, that say that there is that edge to playing at home and look at the jazz record this season. It's hard to argue with that, but I feel like Lloyd said that health should be the number one uh, thing here. Now the Phoenix suns, they might be a different story. Maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't work there. I don't live there. I don't talk to a lot of Phoenix suns fans. I don't listen to a lot of Phoenix suns radio like Patrick Kinahan tends to do. Uh, But I, I wonder if this game tomorrow means a lot more to them and that number 1 seed means more to them than the Utah Jazz currently and that's not a slight towards the Jazz obviously they'd like to keep winning and hold on to that they they're not going to say yeah we don't we don't absolutely care about that but they don't have Donovan they probably don't have Mike Conley tomorrow there's bigger things on their plate right now than holding on to the number 1 seed
2: and phoenix is a they're they're a really good regular season team. I don't think they're a playoff I I don't I don't think they're they're built for the playoffs. They might I mean they might they might win a first round game, but they I don't think they're going, going to go much further than than that. The Jazz on the other hand, I think with when healthy, I think they're built for a run. Are you saying that because of the depth or the experience depth. or both? Depth. The experience, I mean, yeah, I mean they have, you know, obviously uh Chris Paul has has you know some experience. Yeah, Devin Booker's does not. Yeah. Other than that, they have no experience. You know, I the Jazz mean, Jay have had Crowder's some, been Jay, there. The, yeah, the Jay Crowder's been there. The Jazz have had some. You know, they've had the all the experience they've had with even losing in the first round. They've got some experience. Yeah.
1: So I I like their chances and I like their depth. Yep, I think on both counts they're they're better positioned than the Phoenix Suns, but Chris Paul has been proving me wrong for years now. Uh, I thought that he was on the downslide in those final couple years with the Clippers, and, boy, he proved me wrong. Do you see what he did last night, Jazz fans? That was not a fun thing to watch if you're in the camp of holding on to that number one seed being the number one thing. But I feel like tomorrow night's outcome means more in a day in a vacuum to the Phoenix Suns than to the Utah Jazz because the Jazz have bigger things to work through and deal with before the playoffs Props come them, around. By the way, are, Who's that, the Suns?
2: They're the, keeping the, 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 the pressure on. They, they keep winning. You keep thinking because the Jazz schedule has gotten easier. Yeah, those right. lo- those losses to the t- Timberwolves really stings. It yeah, just, it just does. There's no getting around it. Uh, it stings. And and the Suns, you keep thinking they're gonna they're gonna slip up because they their schedule is much harder. And they're not. They keep having they keep pulling out these wins. And you're like, oh man, they're just keeping the pressure on.
1: Yeah, they just won uh, four of six. Four of seven, really on that on that stretch. But buzzer beater in New York, at win. Milwaukee in overtime, at Philadelphia by three, lost to the Celtics, lost to Brooklyn, and then beat the Knicks and beat the Clippers last night, all on the road. There, that was a good run for the Phoenix Suns. Where you looked at the schedule and went, okay, the Jazz could maybe put some uh, some uh, games between they and Phoenix, and they didn't. One team did what they are supposed to, the other team had some injuries that got in the way, and they still didn't do what they were supposed to, even given the injuries, that being the Utah Jazz. But let us know what you think. Number one seed, how important is it so you can vote on that? At Austin Horton on Twitter. Coming up next, I want to dive into the NFL draft, specifically Zach Wilson and the New York Jets and get a little uh, down and dirty with what I'm thinking is ahead for that franchise and the Wilson family also later PK at three Tim LaCombe will stop by for the rest of the show in the three o'clock hour Sarah Todd from the desert desert news at five four thirty Dustin Smith of QB elite and Sam Amick with your NBA daily assist at four you also hear from Joe Ingles I'm Austin Horton this is the big show we'll be right back
0: this is DJ and PK
1: Time to welcome in Luke Easterling, editor of the
0: Draft Wire and the Bucks Wire for USA Today Sports Media Group.
1: I still don't understand the idea that Justin Fields is going to fall out of the top five, maybe even out of the top ten. Obviously, Zach Wilson's probably going to go number two. I would take Justin Fields as number two without question. If you make a highlight reel of Zach Wilson, he looks like a potential number two overall pick. But if you make a low-light film, you'll
0: wonder why he's being drafted at all. Usually, his team was the best team on the field, if not always, last year. And the fact that he was still inconsistent and not able to be dominant on a consistent level against lower-level competition. That gives me concerns, and and you contrast that with what Justin Fields was able to do against some of the top competition, particularly that performance against Clemson while playing injured. I just don't understand why that's a conversation. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. You can't stop me now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your your locally owned big O tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: Band of the Day, presented by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. I went with Steve Miller Band, just because. I actually went with a different band, and Lloyd made a good point that it was very close to the band we had yesterday. So, Steve Miller Band out of San Francisco. An easy rock listener. I like Steve Miller Band. Uh, Are you, Lloyd, are you at all interested in the new Space Jam this summer? No. Yeah, me either. Nope. Me either. Hey, by the way, guess what yesterday was the fifth year anniversary of? What? The movie zone. The movie zone turned five yesterday. Wow. We got a fifth year birthday show coming up tonight at seven o'clock. I remember being there for the conception of it. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) In fact, we might go as far to say without you. We may ne- No, we won't go any further, actually. We'll just leave that as it is. So there you go, band of the day. Hey, let's continue the split story. SoundSleep Medical, uh, do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to uh, treat sleep apnea? SoundSleep Medical can improve your life. Visit SoundSleepMedical.com. A bunch of us, myself included, uh, and my wife use those mouthpieces from Sound Sleep Medical. They are amazing. All right, uh, before we dive into the Jets and Zach Wilson, have a couple of feedback here. Uh, on the question of the day, the one seed, how much importance is there? Or should the Jazz just focus on health and getting to the playoffs? Patrick says the Spurs were the masters of getting their guys ready for the playoffs, making sure they were healthy when they were winning championships. Absolutely, Spurs showed the the, the blueprint there. Kawhi Leonard then, even with the Spurs, to the Spurs' uh, detriment, at least they were not happy about it. Kawhi Leonard took it to another level of taking games off in the regular season to make sure he was good to go come the playoffs. Uh, And the uh, poll question, by the way, running away so far with 58% of the vote, 468 votes are in, and one seed would be nice, but not a must, says the majority. So find me on Twitter, at Austin Horton. All right, Zach Wilson is about to have a dream fulfilled as uh, he's anticipated to be taken second overall by the New York Jets tonight, a terrible franchise over the last 20 years, even given their back-to-back appearances in the AFC title game uh, last time they were in the playoffs. So let's talk a little bit about the New York Jets because – We've heard from guys here on The Zone. We've heard from guys joining us here on The Zone that cover the Jets and cover Zach Wilson, and will it be or won't it be a good fit? Can Zach be the guy to finally pull the Jets out of this thing? And I'm going to just say this right there. I think Zach Wilson is very, very talented. I don't know if Zach Wilson can be the guy to pull the Jets out of the the mire the because there's been so many the guys there that haven't been able to do it. I think that the Jets have to get, a, get away from that idea that one draft pick is going to solve this whole thing. And I think that that's what they have done in getting a new coach and a new general manager. General manager Joe Douglas signed a six-year deal last or two years ago. He'll be there through 2025, at least his contract will. It's the fourth GM that the Jets have had since 2012. Meanwhile, they just hired Robert Saleh from the 49ers with a five-year deal to be their head coach, also their fourth head coach since 2015. But this is their first draft together. They've got 21 picks over today, uh, this year's draft and next year's draft, and they've got plenty of money to work with. But finding that right quarterback is the hardest position in all of sports to play and is the hardest position to pick and pick correctly. Zach Wilson, I think, can be molded can be worked with can be provided enough tools that i think he can have success in the nfl it's just a matter of is the nfl or that franchise which is presumably going to be the uh, new york jets tonight are they looking at zach wilson as the savior or are they looking at zach wilson as the start to uh, a plan and if they're looking at him as the start to a plan and they back that up with drafting correctly and adding key free agents here and there as they get a little better, then they'll be okay. I think that they can do it. But history of late has shown that the Jets screw this up time and time again. And so I, I hear those that say, oh, if, Jet, if Zach could go anywhere but the Jets, that'd be a better fit. You Can't really argue with them because the Jets have for a long time screwed this whole thing up. They have the longest playoff drought in the NFL. That can't be true. Have the, have the Lions been to the playoffs more recently than the New York Jets? They have. They have. They lost with uh, Matt Stafford, but oh, they Staff were there. Got them there, yeah. 2010, the last time the Jets were in the playoffs, uh, The uh, they'll have a new starting quarterback entering opening day for the sixth time since then. They've drafted eight quarterbacks since '09, including four in the first or second round, those being Geno Smith, Christian Hackenberg, or Hackenberg, who didn't, never even got to play uh, down in the NFL, uh, uh, and then uh, Mark Sanchez. And I'm missing someone else in there. So uh, I'm missing someone else in there, but uh, he's going to probably get a four-year, somewhere between $30 and $35 million deal tonight to be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. And his uh, offensive coordinator down there in Provo, Aaron Roderick, gave Hanson Scotty a few minutes earlier today and talked about this this idea of can Zach find and have success with the New York Jets?
3: Well, I do. I I think he can handle it. I just think, you know, for for quarterbacks, everything is about what kind of team can they surround him with. So if if he does end up in New York, if if they can put a decent team around him, then I like his chances. I think he's got a great chance to to be a good player because I think the offense that the the Jets are going to run is – very very similar to ours um it's probably the most similar system in the in the nfl to what we do at byu tons of carryover there's lots of uh you know we yeah it's just very similar and then i think also um you know zach i think he sort of he's the type of guy that really relishes he relishes the opportunity to go to a place that like you know everyone's telling him no quarterbacks gotten it done no quarterbacks gotten it done for how many years? And they start naming them all off. And Zach loves that. Like that's who he is. Like he's like, okay, great. I want to. I want I want it to be me then. And that's the type of guy he is. Now, you know, it takes more than just confidence. You got to have players, and you got to have everything kind of come together. But um, he's not. He's not phased by that kind of stuff. And I think he'll. I, I think if they can get, put a good team around him, he'll have a great chance to make him make him a good team.
1: Aaron Roderick there, and he's absolutely right, because I do see the tools that he sees, uh, that Zach Wilson possesses and has. But what happened
2: with Alex Smith? I mean, I don't care what you say. I think Alex Smith is still, he was a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. But he never had any, never had an offensive line. He changed offense. The 49ers changed offensive coordinators. uh, Who's the best receiver that
1: Alex Smith ever had?
2: Uh, It probably would have been...
1: Yeah, you gotta think. I don't even know. Really <laughs> no, and that's the point. That's I think that's where you're going as well. I think he
2: well. did. He did have a. Um, why am I going blank on the tight end? Davis,
1: Anthony, or not Anthony Davis? Vontae? Uh, no, no. Is that right? No, Vernon. Vernon Davis. Yeah,
2: and Vernon Davis, which was which was, was pretty good. He, he was pretty good. But tight still, end. they didn't have they didn't have any uh, any weapons, and you gotta have the. Te- I don't care who you are, you gotta have a team around. If you're gonna have a get a quarterback, you have to have to you have to have blockers. You have to. It's the ultimate team game. It really yeah. is. I know the quarterback gets all the love, but you have to have all those all those areas.
1: Look, Mark Sanchez was a very flawed professional quarterback. very flawed. But he, with the New York Jets, had success. He started all 62 games with the New York Jets uh, if, over those four seasons. In four of those seasons or two of those four seasons, he and the Jets were the runners up in the AFC. Back-to-back years, in fact, and then they cut ties with him. He didn't even live out his rookie contract. A guy that took them to the AFC Championship game twice, they cut him. They didn't give him any more help. They didn't give him any more tools. Now, that is an extreme example to say, well, if he's getting to the AFC title game twice, maybe he had enough tools and wasn't going to be the guy. Got it. I understand. What I'm trying to say is Mark Sanchez got this team. To back-to-back AFC title appearances, if Mark Sanchez can do that, Zach Wilson can do it, uh, and I, I just I believe that with with uh, every word I just said is true. Zach Wilson has enough talent to do what Mark Sanchez did with the New York Jets, but if the Jets want to get serious and if they really want to buck this trend that they've done to themselves, they've got to clean house, which they've done. They've got to be patient, yet to be determined if they can be. And they've got to fill the right spots with the right guys. Is Zach Wilson that first guy they think he is? We'll see how it goes. I just hope that he is given enough of a chance that at the end of the at the end of the uh, contract, he. I hope he gets another one. But if he doesn't, I hope he's been given enough of an opportunity to go. Yeah, well, I had that opportunity ahead of me, and I didn't use. It. I didn't uh, get it done. And that's all you ever need. That's all you can ever ask for. And as the number two overall pick. He's going to get a lot of money. He's going to get the opportunity. Now it's just a matter of can he get the right tools around him and be given enough time to get the Jets back where that storied franchise should probably be. Exciting, though. Congrats to Zach Wilson. Congrats to the family. Congrats to BYU for uh, getting him to flip from Boise and and go down there and Kalani Sitake and Aaron Roderick and Jeff Grimes and everyone in between that uh, helped Zach get to where he is. Pretty cool that he took A-Rod with him there to Cleveland, did Kalani go to the draft as well tonight? Uh, I believe tonight? Kalani is there.
2: Actually, a really funny story. Apparently, oh they uh, do. There was a funny story. They were out to dinner last night, and and this is just something that's it's gonna it's gonna help the BYU program. They had a, a pretty big QB recruit actually called them while they were out dinner, and we kind of uh-huh. joked about it, like, oh hey, nothing. I'm just uh, hanging out here with Zach Wilson. Uh, you know, probably gonna be the number two pick. You know, in the NFL draft. Yeah. And, and it was just—it was, it was kind Zach. of funny. Talk yeah, the Zach. guy actually called him while he was out to dinner with Zach, that's and it's good. like, oh, that's that's funny. That's what and it sounded like. Do. They were all out, you know, all there. Yeah, I think he had the high school coaches there, so it sounds like uh, all of them kind of kind of went with him to support him, So Pretty
1: cool, cool moment, and uh, excited for him. I think a lot of Ute fans are as well. I don't think that the rivalry has to uh, go beyond the college game, but who knows? I I could be detached from that at this point i don't know Are you from here <laughs> they shouldn't they, they should be happy for the kid he wanted to go to utah and utah said we like jack and so zach then mean, went to boise you don't know jack huh you don't know jack no i don't know that jack oh all right coming Ray up
2: jack Liddy joke there people
1: <laughs> coming up next what's <laughs> a that was a deep poll uh coming up next there's some, uh, some fringe sports stories uh, happening, especially like in baseball that we never talk about here on this station, which I get why, so I'll just touch on it briefly. But also, if you missed it, there was big NFL breaking news earlier this hour. We'll get to that and more as the big show rolls along. Next, I we'll want to tell you about the Dyslexia Center. Get your foursome together and sign up today for the Dyslexia Center of Utah Charity Golf Tournament. Join the fund May 13th at Cedar Hills Golf Course. 100% of the proceeds goes to the Dyslexia Center Scholarship Fund. Space is limited. Find out more at dyslexiacenterofutah.org. More next here on The Big Show.
0: <laughs> Number one. Make Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest-rated, most-listened-to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5-1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. The The Big Show
1: brought to you by Big O Tires. Their spring supercell is on now. I'm Austin Horton. Lloyd Cole producing for me today. Jake and Gordon out. Jake having a baby. Well, his wife is having a baby. Congrats to them. And uh, Gordon yeah, He's having a baby too <laughs> Gordon is uh, Not He's just Gallivanting No uh, longer I,
2: can run the zone It's I, it's, it's it's single coverage
1: uh, Oh yeah uh, At it's, the Scott it's, household That's a game changer Changer. One on one One on one
2: One on one is It's tough and, It's and, tough to stay with your man
1: Well look at the Jazz If you blow your defensive assignment You've got the greatest defender in the world behind you And Rudy If, if Jake blows his defensive assignment his assignment scores now because yeah, it's not as I blew
2: my assignment and I ended up with crayon all over my wall. <laughs> you know,
1: my now, fault. Your, your youngest is an adventure. Your youngest, I, I really wish that there was like a uh, 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 YouTube update on your youngest every day because oh, the stories the, that uh, kid has put you through is phenomenal. You know,
2: I'm gonna have to start telling the uh, the tells of of. Of Jackie Blue Eyes <laughs> because that guy is uh he's a cutie. He's got his thing where it's just it's just it's oh, everything's why right now. And I'm like because you can't hit your brother with a bat. Why? In fact, you know what? I had a dream last night. He's got I had a, a dream point. last night where I was literally <laughs> you won't, you won't believe this cuz I told Jessica this this, this morning. Because I was like I man, I didn't sleep well. And then all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh my gosh, And the dream, you know when the dream you kind of forget about it. And then all of a sudden, you just knew you didn't sleep well. And then all of a sudden, the dream starts. You start to remember the dream. Yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. And you're like, oh my gosh, it that in the actually holes. happened.
1: Yeah. It didn't actually happen, but I, the dream happened. Well,
2: there. I don't know. It felt like it did. <laughs> I was, I was like, just like the movies, I was on a chair, tied up. Like a villain had tied you to a chair? Like I had been tied. And there was Jackson just asking me, why? <laughs> why? I am not making it's this up. Like, I am not.
1: Like in Taken when he ties the yes. guy to the chair?
2: Yes. Only The only thing, difference was I wasn't being electrocuted. No car battery. No. It was just and He the just why. kept saying why, and I'm like, I I don't know why. Tells, and he's just like, why? They ought to use him to break ISIS.
1: That's why they to get him in a room with those guys and, and get them like, to he talk. He comes up and he puts his hands down on the chair, <laughs> and he says, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> so Lloyd's having nightmares about his second child. <laughs> he won't stop asking me why. <laughs> Hopefully Jake's adventures are are as entertaining as Jackie Blue I Eyes. D- I, don't, I don't know why. I
2: really don't. Because you're going you're gonna to make your brother bleed. You can't hit him with a giant's bat. Why? <laughs> why?
1: You just can't, uh, man. Uh, you can't do it. Hey, uh, the Jazz have the Suns tomorrow. We're asking you to uh, tell us what you think of the one seed, how important that is. Uh, And also some news in the NFL, but uh, Patrick has a good point. We were talking about the Jets, and can they give enough tools to Zach Wilson to make him a successful story in the NFL? And Patrick says, look at the Super Bowl. Even Mahomes looked like dirt because he didn't have any blocking. Yeah, Mahomes made some of the most incredible, phenomenal moves and throws in that Super Bowl and got hammered. He couldn't complete them. No one, when they would hit their hands, they dropped them. And when he did have time, uh, they were running the ball. They every pass play it seemed like he had three guys all over him. Uh, Creek says uh, the rivalry is still alive and strong even beyond college. As he says, the only rollover BYU has with the Jets is losing. So a little uh, rivalry smack there from Creek. And the quarterback for the Jets, I somehow had misplaced in my mind was Sam Darnold, of course. Sven reminded me there, and yeah, Sven. Uh, Sam was so ecstatic when the Jets announced that he had been traded, uh, that he was out of New York. That shouldn't ring as an endorsement for Zach Wilson going to New York, but different, different place, different guys, different people in charge who actually are drafting Zach. Those guys weren't the guys to draft Sam Darnold, so we'll see what happens. And then, just as we close this this hour, if you missed it earlier, breaking news. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers seem to be on route to a divorce. Uh Aaron Rodgers, according to Adam Schefter and Jay Glazer, has been telling people within the Packers organization that he wants out, that he is done and he doesn't want to be on that team any longer. So, stay yeah, tuned. Yeah, he needs
2: to come to Vegas. Well, he needs to. He needs to get closer to You have to, a guy there. To, uh, you know, I I I'd I'd, I'd trade him
1: out. I would. <laughs> oh, for Aaron Rodgers, for you'd Aaron make Rogers. that sacrifice. Yeah, I'd make that sacrifice. <laughs> I would do it. It's a tough decision. Yeah, uh, David Carr. I would do it. David Carr, Derek Carr, or uh, Aaron Rodgers. But
2: yeah, you you know what? I'm telling you, the the, the team they they've got some players. You
1: trade a six round pick for Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Yeah. Not a it. first round pick. The the Raiders don't trade their first round picks.
2: No, they like to make bad choices with them.
1: They would draft Aaron Rodgers, a couple wide receivers. Maybe. That's what they do every year, isn't it? Now, that or the a fastest corner. wide that receiver. Or a That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. It might be Jordan Love time up there in in Cheeseheadland. We'll keep you updated on that as time rolls along. Shouldn't have kicked the field goal. Just saying. Coming up next, PK Patrick Kinahan. He uh, talked with John Beck recently, got a lot of info on Zach Wilson and what to expect at the next level for him. A big day NFL draft tonight. Coming up uh, next is PK. Tim Lacombe will join us. Lots more jazz talk up ahead of here on the big show as well, right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.